Are you currently building a business based on your passion? Have you heard it from all the new age gurus and, and all the uh, high, high profile uh, business supposedly experts telling you, hey, you should connect your passion to your business and vice versa, connect your business to your passions. If you've heard that yet felt confused or felt disappointed or maybe even just a little bit dismayed by that uh, quote unquote advice, then today's Daily Dose of Awesome is specifically designed for you. In today's Daily Dose, I'm going to be giving you a strategy that you can implement right here, right now, today, and it put it to work every single day in your business. I'm also going to give you three critical questions that you have to ask yourself at the beginning of every day, pretty much at the beginning of every single week. And I'll even give you a very powerful book recommendation of a book that I'm currently reading that's making a huge impact in my business as well. Hello, my friends, JT DeBolts with you today here for the Elite Marketing Pro Daily Dose of Awesome, your 15 minutes of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you get your day started off right. Jump on out here, and as you do, let me know where you are tuning in from, and as you do, let me say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from here on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining us for the Daily Dose of Awesome, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern, or 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Always a privilege and an honor. Mel Raposa is in the house. What's happening? Jamel Applewhite, what's going on? Good to see you in Los Angeles. I'm going to be down there uh, here in a couple of days, as a matter of fact. Love LA. Um, all right, great. So look, as you're jumping out, say, give me a shout out, say hello, and I'll, and I'll uh, say hi back to you guys. Here's the thing. Um, I've been an entrepreneur now for, man, 2000, uh, about 12 years, almost, 12, almost 13 years going into our 13th year of business. And what's interesting about it to me is there's certain patterns that repeat themselves, certain things that show up consistently. And by the way, these patterns are, you know, they, they, they seem to show up regardless of what kind of business you're in, whether you're in network marketing, whether you are in real estate, whether you're in stocks, whether you are in Forex, whether you're in gold and precious metal, it doesn't matter what your business model is, whether you're selling bubblegum cards on the corner, really it doesn't matter. A lot of times what you'll hear people say is, hey, man, you got to follow your bliss or you got to follow your passion. And when you do, you're going to be successful. People say, if you follow your passion, you'll never work another day in your life. If you've heard this or something similar, give me a one in the chat box. I want to hear if you've ever heard this advice come from people before. One in the chat box. What's up, Alicia? Coming in from Tennessee. Aaron Irway in the house from California. What's going on there, my friend? Uh, Ruth, what's going on, Santa Fe? It's been a while since I've been to Santa Fe. I like Santa Fe. All right, look, here's the deal. If you've ever heard people tell you this, or maybe they're not speaking directly to you, they're just sort of saying it on social media. They say, chase your passion, follow your bliss, all these kinds of crazy things. If you've heard that, dial a one. And I see some ones coming in here in the chat box, which tells me that I'm not the only one here. I'm not going crazy and losing my friggin' mind. Here's the deal. In my humble yet very accurate opinion, in my almost 13 years of business experience and well over 40 years of life, I can tell you that following your bliss or chasing your passion is a really dangerous piece of advice to follow. I'm just going to tell you straight up. In business, it is a very, very dangerous thing to do. And you hear this quite a bit. People say, follow your passion, follow your bliss. And mostly when you hear that, it's coming from people who have either already made it 
or people that have absolutely no concept of what they're talking about. They're simply saying it to make you feel good. People like to sell feel good as opposed to something that actually works. They want you to feel good in the moment so that they can sort of ingratiate themselves in your heart and mind so that they can somehow slip something past you, maybe sell you a program or their latest book. Here's the thing. I'm not going to share, I'm not going to sell you anything today except for I'm going to sell you on the concept of yourself. I'm going to sell you on something that's super important that you have to buy. And if you don't buy this one thing, it's likely going to leave you on the side of the road to success with a flat tire, a blown out engine, and probably a broken heart. And I personally care too much about you to allow that to happen to you. So I'm going to be sharing with you three critical questions plus a book recommendation. In fact, I'm going to get to the book recommendation right now because it's so powerful and so important. I like to read books. Personally, I'm a nonfiction guy. I do have a fiction book that I'm reading that I love. But frankly, that's kind of for the decompress at the end of the day. The books that I like to kind of fill my time with and invest my, uh, my time, attention, and focus into are, uh, you know, more... Uh, you know, related towards high performance, business success, these types of things, because, well, I'm a professional entrepreneur. It's my bread and butter. It's what I do. And I love to do it. And you might say, well, JT, if you love to do it, aren't you following your passion? The answer is no, I'm not following my passion. The fact is, is I'm following my vision. And what's interesting is when you follow your vision, your passion follows you. You become the leader. Now, I know this is a really weird concept, especially to all the woo-woo gurus out there and all the self-sort-of-appointed self business experts that want, you to that want to convince you that following your passion and following your bliss is the path to success. That's where you're going to make the most money. That's where you're going to feel the less effort and the less restraint and all this other BS. My friends, I'm speaking to you from a place of brutal honesty because I love and care about you so much that I'm not going to sugarcoat this crap for you. The simple reality is there are going to be parts and things that you do in your business that, that just categorically suck. You're going to despise them. I'll give you one great example in my business. I do not love writing emails. The act of physically sitting down and writing the email drives me crazy at times. Now, it doesn't mean that the whole experience is misery. It doesn't mean that I don't, you know, like I want to pull my hair out doing it. What I'm saying is it's probably one of my least favorite things, aside from doing accounting and all this other crap that I actually offload to an expert far more powerful or far more talented than I am when it comes to numbers and finances. There are certain things in my business that I absolutely know I have to address. There are things I personally have to do, and I don't love to do them. It doesn't bring me any kind of bliss. It doesn't bring me any kind of joy. In fact, it really kind of irritates the shit out of me. Excuse my French. But here's the reality. I'm also a grown-up an adult, a big boy. And I realize that there are parts of my business that are going to suck. And you have to have that same realization. You have to come to a realization that, listen, even if you don't love what you do, if you're exceptionally talented at it, and it's something that can bring value to the marketplace, it's probably something that you might have to do. Now, the caveat to this, of course, is that there will be a time and a place in your business when you can offload that stuff. You can outsource it. You can give it off to somebody else. But there are certain things and I know a lot of you don't love doing Facebook Lives. I know a lot of you don't like going on videos and you say to yourself, well, I'm gun shy. I'm, not, I'm an introvert. You start creating this big brick wall of, of, of excuses that prevents you from doing the thing that's actually going to make the big impact in your business. And I'm here to tell you right now, as your big brother, the guy that loves you, you're going to have to do that stuff. You can't outsource you. You can't outsource your greatness. So there's going to be parts of this that you're absolutely not going to love. In the beginning, I hated, 
I hated with a capital H. That's a pretty strong word, a word I rarely use. I hated getting in front of a camera. I couldn't stand it. My wife actually forced me to do it. She pushed me in front of the camera, turned the damn thing on. This is before the day before you or the, the days before you actually had like uh, Facebook lives and even YouTube was brand new in its infancy. So you had those stupid little webcams. Remember those things you had to clip to the top of your laptop or your desktop? We didn't even have laptops. We had desktops. If you guys remember those old webcams, maybe you still have one. Give me a two in the chat box and extra credit if you still have one. If you still got one of those things lounging around in your in your house, let me know because uh, I'm just kind of curious if you guys have one of those old school webcams. That's how we started out, and I hated it. And here was the crazy part. I couldn't actually see myself just by virtue of the setup we had, so I had no idea if, number one, I was even centered. Like half the time, my videos, I was over here. Then there was a couple times where I was like over here. It was ridiculous, right? And then a lot of times I was just talking so fast, I sounded like a chipmunk, right? My voice uh, intonation went super high. The speed was, uh, was way off, and all I was trying to do was just get through it. Here's the deal. When you're just trying to get through it, sometimes that's better than zero. But here's what actually gets you through it. It's not just about grinding through the work. It's not just about doing crap you hate for the sake of doing it to prove that you're mentally tough. You have to also have a strong sense of vision, vision for what you want to achieve in your business. Now, what is vision? If you have a definition for vision, go ahead and type it into the chat box. I see lots of twos here. What's up, Mike and Carla? Good to see you. Um, I see people dialing two in here and they're saying, yeah, because, you know, like, hey, dude, you know, I definitely remember those days of the, of the webcam. I hated them. I was, free, I was scared. I was scared witless for lack of a use of a better word. I could not stand to get myself in front of a camera. Now it's no problem. I could do it without even thinking about it. In fact, I even love it. Do you, would you say it's a passion of mine? I don't know, but here's the simple reality. It didn't start off that way. And if I followed that ridiculous dime store advice of follow my bliss and chase my passion, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now because I'd still be in the military flying airplanes because that's what my passion was. And even that had its days that was total misery. I couldn't stand it, especially in the early days. And the simple reality is that the real danger of that ridiculous advice of follow your passion, follow your bliss, is that most people who are being told that are early in the state, in the early stages of their business or their enterprise or whatever it is they're building. And it's the time when everything sucks because you don't have the experience. You haven't developed the skill set. You don't have the nuanced, you know, sort of uh, uh, abilities, if you will, to show up and do the thing you know you got to do. What you're seeing is people at the end of the road that have done very well for years and they're kicking ass, they're showing up and it seems natural to them. And they just throw this thing out of their back pocket. They go, hey man, just follow your bliss, dude. And someday you're going to be just like me, which is total crap. You're going to have to follow your pain. The pain is the pathway. That's the first thing you got to remember. Pain is the pathway. There are going to be times where what you do in your business, your copywriting is going to suck. Your message is going to be not fluid. You're going to show up. You're going to have zero people showing up to your Facebook lives and even fewer people commenting. You're going to be pulling, pulling encouragement out of them or engagement rather. You're going to be begging them to show likes and to give you twos and ones and all this other stuff and this kind of crap and blah, blah, blah. They're going to, you're going to like literally kill yourself trying to get people to engage. And if you go, well, listen, I'm going to follow my passion. There'll be days where you're going to hate it to death. Okay. By the way, if you've ever experienced this frustrating part, especially in the startup phase of a business where you're like, this is not passion for me. This is not blissful at all. Give me a three. 
I want to see a three in the chat box for those of you who have been grinding and pushing through that membrane of crap, that painful piece where you're like, dude, when does the bliss begin? If you've been there or maybe you're still there, give me a three in the chat box. Okay. As we, as we dial threes in the chat box, I'm seeing them fly in. This is awesome. I want to just share something with you very quickly. My personal definition of vision is this. It's the overarching uh, purpose that you have for your business, all right? A connection to that which you want to achieve, a connection and a full understanding of the impact you want it to make, and of course, a connection to the drive that you will have to push through and make it happen. That is your vision, all right? It's not, hey, I want to be a six-figure earner and make a lot of money. That's not a vision. That's That's an outcome. That's a consequence of showing up and doing your thing on a daily basis. If you want to think of vision, vision is purpose plus intention. Your purpose is, means, hey, this is what it's meant to do, right? This is, what I, this is the end game. This is the whole point behind this. This is what I'm doing it for. The intention is where you show up every single day connected to the purpose. It's the action. It's the follow-through. It's the execution, which brings me to my book recommendation. And this is the book I've been reading of late. It's called The 12, whoops, 12-Week Year. Uh, by Brian Moran and Michael Lennington. If anybody's read this book, give me a uh, five in the chat box. I want to see fives. If you've read this book or if you're currently reading it, not if you've heard of it, like if you've actually dove in, uh, dove in and actually started to consume the book, give me a five. I just want to see how many folks are on board with this. Um, Alicia Holland says, my definition of vision is aspiring future goals. Awesome. Purpose plus intention says, Aaron, good. Yeah, right on. Um, Jamal Applewhite is with me on this. Here's the point. This book has a very profound, there's a lot of great stuff in here. I'm just going to share something with you real quick. I'm curious how many folks have actually started to read this. Um, If you've started to read this or have read it, give me a five. Here's something that I came across and I want to share this with you. I'm going to read this directly from the book. It's on page 22, as a matter of fact. I think it's chapter two. And they're talking about uh, your vision for your business. Your business vision is most powerful when it is developed in light of your personal vision. All right, your business vision is most powerful when it's developed in light of your personal vision. The reason so many people fail to follow through when things get difficult is due to this lack of connection with their personal lives. And then it goes on, there's a paragraph, and then it says, in essence, the, the, the personal vision, in essence, the personal vision is the reason we work in the first place. Here's the thing. We hear this all the time from people that come to the workshops. People will say, well, listen, you know, I'm, I'm working kind of part-time in my business because i got a full-time J-O-B. The biggest challenge in a place like that is that they have yet to make the connection of the entrepreneur mindset. There's nothing wrong with an employee mindset, nothing at all. In fact, there's nothing wrong with employees, period. It's just that it doesn't work in an entrepreneurial setting. You have to change the way you think about things. The whole point of going to work for most people is to what? What's the, what's the point in going to work for, for half the people? Go ahead and type it in the chat box. Most people, employee mindset, go to work for what? And I'm guessing you guys are going to say what I think you're going to say, so we'll just see what goes on here in the chat box. The whole point is this. It does not work in business. If you show up to work, if you show up to the day, and, you, and I like to call it work. I have no problem with that word work. I'm a lunch pail and hard hat kind of guy when it comes to building my business and taking care of my people. I still approach it as the CEO of my business, but I take a different approach. I take that hard work approach to it because I have nothing wrong with it. I personally believe, frankly, that hard work is a beautiful thing. I think it's a sexy attribute. I think people who love hard work 
are very attractive. They're the kind of people that other people want to be around. Now, there's a difference between working hard and working smart. There's another difference between busting your butt and doing whatever it takes to make it work, right? So on the one side, working hard versus working smart. There's a point where we make things way too hard for ourselves or feel like we have to be in control because we have a control issue because we're control freaks and all those other BS things that we put, put pound into our heads when in fact you could pull back and say, hey, I'm gonna offload this to somebody else. I'm actually gonna trust myself as en enough as a leader to offload it to somebody else. The other side to it is going, hey, all I wanna do is live this quote unquote laptop lifestyle which is another horrendous thing to uh, totally subscribe to. The laptop lifestyle is something that some wacko, you know, marketing guy came up with to make it sound like you only have to work 15 minutes a month and you'll be a millionaire just like me with my toes in the sand, laptop on my, on my lap, sitting here in Bali, you know, living the lifestyle. The simple reality, folks, is if you want to be successful in business, you have to develop skill sets. And skill sets that pay take time to build. That's the way it is. And so that hard work is very important. Now, back to the whole thing about the employee mindset, and you guys are starting to get it. Earn a check. Exactly, Jamel. Hourly pay, says Karen. Spot on. Ron says pay the bills. Earn a living. Earn money. Yes, exactly. That's, generally speaking, the whole focus that people have when it comes to having a J-O-B. In business, if your whole focus is how much money can I make in an hour or how much can I make a living, how can I earn this, how can I do this, it's going to lead you down a very painful path. There's a better way of doing this. The way is this. Instead of following your bliss, instead of following your passion, which is going to be a very, very challenging, frustrating, and exhausting thing because it's like chasing butterflies. You guys ever tried to catch butterflies? Me neither. But it looks like a lot of work, right? It looks like running around trying to grab butterflies with your bare hand. I'm not talking about with the big net. I'm talking about trying to grab them with your bare hand. You got to be freaking fast to be able to do that. Or another analogy is from the Karate Kid when Mr. Miyagi had the chopsticks and he was trying to catch flies. That's what following and chasing your bliss is all about. If you follow your vision, on the other hand, then what you can certain, suddenly start to do is have your passions follow you. One of my passions is mountain biking. If all I did was mountain bike all day, I would be broke. I would get evicted. I would have my car repossessed. My wife would probably go find somebody more capable and more responsible. And my kids would not want to have anything to do with me. Actually, that's not true. My family loves me no matter what. But you get my point. If I follow my bliss and ride my mountain bike every day, pretty soon I'm going to be broke. Unless, of course, I'm a professional mountain biker, which I'm not. However, if I follow my vision, the big vision I have for myself first, my life, that's connected to the vision I have for my business, then I suddenly have time, more time than I actually thought I would ever have to do the stuff I love to do, like mountain biking. So here's my advice to you. Get clear on your vision of your personal life first. Step two, get clear on your personal vision for your business. Step three, connect the two. It's that simple. That's your strategy. Get clear on your vision for your life. Get clear on your vision for your business. Connect the two. Now. How do we go about doing that? I'm going to give you three critical questions that I challenge my students in the workshops with, as well as challenge the people that I work with in my, in my business. The folks that are on my team, the folks that, that I have the privilege of leading and training uh, in, as part of the mentorship program, I'm going to give you these questions and I want you to write these down and challenge yourself with them at least weekly, if not daily. Question number one, what do you want? Go ahead and write it down. First question, what do you want? 
And what I say that when I say that, I want you to ask yourself this question, right? Hey, JT, what is it you want from life? And I want you to be able to sit down and give yourself about 20 to 30 minutes, maybe an hour of quiet time, thinking time, as the great Keith Cunningham calls it, where you actually sit down and craft the life you want. Now, I'm not talking about some woo-woo thing where you're like, well, I want a boat and a car and a, uh, that stuff's fine. You can write the materialistic stuff down too. But I'm talking about everything from how you want to be health-wise, how you want to be relationship-wise, how you want to be, even if you're a spiritual person, what do you want to do spiritually? What do you want to do as far as uh, being a part of the contributing uh, contributing part of your of your community? Do you want to give back to the boys and girls club? Do you want to coach the little league team? Do you want to you know feed the homeless? Things that go extending outside yourself. The thing that most people struggle with, especially when they start to build a business and never done it before, is they go, "Hey, I just want to make some money. I just want to replace my income. I want to fire my boss. I want to pay off my student debt." And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you really want those things, those things follow when you have a strong vision. What is it you want for your lifestyle? What is it you want from your relationships? What is it you want from your health? That's how you start to get clear on what it is you want from from your personal life, the vision you have for your life. What is it you want, number one? Now, you're going to have to turn around and translate that question differently. You're going to have to ask the same question but approach it differently in your business. So instead of saying, hey, I want the big house on the hill, I want the Ferrari, I want all this stuff, and I want to have six-pack abs, and I want my spouse to love me and adore me and my kids to think I'm the greatest, right? And I want to give back to the soup kitchen. That stuff's important. Once you've gotten clear on that, you have to do that step first. Step two is now how do you answer that question with relation to your business? Maybe it's, hey, I want to be a top, top earner in my company. I want to be the person that gets the, 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 the crystal ball thingy, you know, uh, the rising star award as I walk across the stage at the company event. Uh, maybe it's, hey, I want to launch my own product and be seen as a leader in my industry. Whatever the thing is, maybe you want to write a book. The point is, is now you have to get clear on the vision that you have for your business. This is the first critical question. What is it you want? Now, what was the key word there? There's a key word in there that I, that I put in that question. What's the key word? What is it you want is the question. What's the key word? Richard and Joanna say body surfing. Play guitar and sing. Uh, vision for life, vision for business, con- connect the two. There, Aaron, you are sharp, my friend. I, I appreciate you. Billy Cornell, I've had a laptop for a long time and doesn't come with that lifestyle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what's the key word in that first question? That key word in that very first question. I want to know if you guys caught it. What is it you want from your life? What is it you want from your business? What's the key word in there? Very important that we answer this. I'm not moving on until we get this thing answered, at least one person. The key to this gang is this is how you actually start to find your vision. I hear people all the time talking about here, this is what you got to do. You got to find your vision, but they never actually tell you how to do it. It's really super simple. I'm going to suggest three simple questions for it. Uh, Ron says now, okay, great. That wasn't actually the word I was looking for, but I do agree with that. Uh, Aaron says want, um, close, close, very specific. What is it you want? And then you can say, you know, from your business or your life. And Ron says right now, for sure. Those aren't the word. That's not the actual word I'm looking for. You guys are doing great. Um, very specific. Uh, Karen says, what do you want? Keyword is want, uh, or keyword is what says Alicia. Yes, that's actually pretty close, but there's one other word that's even more critical than the what, even more critical than what, and Billy Cornell with the home run. The key word is you. 
This part, my friends, is the biggest challenge that I see people struggle with. Entrepreneurs struggle with this piece. Oh, sure, they can get to what? They can get very clear on what, but nine times out of 10, it's not their personal what. It's a combination of the what they have with their spouse or the what that their guidance counselor told them or the what that they think their parents would be proud of them for or the what that they think society will accept them for. I want you to dismiss all that crap. Not that those people aren't important, but listen, when I was a kid growing up, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. I knew exactly what I wanted, but my guidance counselors, my coaches, my friends, even people in my family were like, you aren't smart enough. You will not make it. What you should do, what you should do is this. And they gave me a whole list of what's. Hey, man, go learn a trade. Go be a mechanic. Go do this. Go do that. All viable stuff. All, all, all good stuff. But that's not what I wanted. And ultimately, I followed what I wanted because I had a vision. And I got my wings of gold and became a Navy pilot. You have to decide what you want. That first question, it's a critical question you have to ask yourself on a weekly, if not daily basis, is what do I want, meaning you? What do you want for your life? What do you want for your business? Not what you think your spouse would answer. Not what you think your kids would be proud of if you achieved it. That's not what we're asking. Does this sound selfish? Does this sound self-centered? If it does, I want to give you a calibration right here, right now. It's not selfish. And you know what? Frankly. Even if it is, that's okay. Because at some point, when that airplane, if you're flying an airplane from LA to Boston or whatever, and you're on the, the first time you sit down for an airplane, they give you the safety brief, they tell you what? Put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Because if you pass out, you're no good to anybody else. And in life and in business, if you're not following the thing you truly want, not your bliss, not your passion, your vision, then you will burn out. This whole thing is going to be frustrating, it's going to be tiring, it's going to be all kinds of all kinds of challenging if it hasn't been so already. And you're going to ask yourself, what the hell am I doing this for? And if you've ever asked that self, asked yourself that question, now's the time to get clear on what it is you actually want from this thing. And this is where you invest in yourself. That's critical question number one. By the way, if this is resonating for you, give me a seven in the chat box. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, give me a seven in the chat box. Great. Next. The next critical question is, listen, if you're sitting here and you're like, hey, this is what I want, but you don't have it, chances are you're going to have to develop a, a skill set to bridge the gap, right? Because you're like, dude, okay, I got this vision for this beautiful thing I want, but honestly, I'm so far away from it. What is it that I have to do? It's not so much about what you have to do. It's who you have to be, not who you have to become, who you have to be. Because here's the shocker. Here, here's the spoiler alert. You are enough. Okay. You've got stuff inside of you. The difference is you're going to have to strip away layers of BS, layers of, of excuses, layers of pain, layers of abuse, layers of all kinds of stuff that's happened to you in the past. You're going to have to drop that crap. That does not serve you anymore. And by the way, I am not trying to diminish any of the stuff that you've gone through in life. We've all gone through some stuff, some really horrendous crap in some cases. You have to either learn how to leverage that to make you stronger or drop it all together. If it's not making you stronger, then you have to let it go. Or you have to at least put it aside while you purposely march toward your vision. So the question is, who must you be in order to achieve what you answered in number one? Who must you be? Maybe you need to be more disciplined. Maybe you need to be a better copywriter. Maybe you need to be more persuasive when you speak. 
Maybe you need to be uh, more, more uh, uh, in love with yourself, right? You need to go, hey, dude, I'm worth this. What I'm not saying here is where you go, oh, I'm going to accept myself as I am, uh, even though I am not particularly good at these things. You can take a look at certain things that you know have to change and say, that does not work for me anymore. I'm worth more than this. And I'm going to be on the path to mastery for the rest of my entire life. A long path, a path that has no end to it. That's what I'm talking about. It's not who do you have to become. You go to, listen, you go to law school to become a lawyer. You go to med school to become a doctor. You go to flight school to become a pilot, to become something. That means you go through all these little wickets, you check off some boxes, you pass some, some tests, and then all of a sudden, boom, one day, the, you know, on Monday, you wake up and you're not the doctor. On Tuesday, you graduate and you're suddenly a doctor. What happened there, right? You became a doctor. The path to being something is where you go inside myself. I have excellence. I have greatness. I have to recognize that. Number two, I have to commit to it. And number three, I have to invest in it on a daily, ongoing, for the rest of my life basis. That's what I'm talking about. Who must you be? You must be professional. You must be awesome. You must be all the things that you naturally are. Not something where you have to go sit through a webinar to figure it out. Yes, there are times where you're going to have to sit through a webinar and learn skill sets. But the act of being that multimillionaire, that act of being that influencer, that act of being that inspirational leader, that stuff's inside of you. You got to work on recognizing that and honoring it every single day. That's it, period. Now, you're saying to yourself, dude, you said there were three critical questions. We've covered only two. The third critical question is this. Is what you're currently doing taking you to the path of your vision? Is what you're currently doing doing that? And you can ask yourself this question at any given time. You can ask yourself this question, not just weekly, not just daily, but you can ask yourself in the moment. And what is what I'm doing right now moving me closer to it? Let's say, for instance, your vision is to become a six-figure earner in your business or a seven-figure earner, whatever, just attach something. Your vision is to make a crap load of money in your business so that you can X, Y, and Z. But you know that part of that path, part of that definition is you have to earn a certain amount of money. And let's say that you're stuck in traffic. Not much you can do about it. You can't control that but you're stuck in traffic. The question that you can ask yourself is, is what I'm doing right now moving me closer to being that person I need to be? In other words, are you the one sitting there laying on the horn? Are you the one that's wallowing in the negativity? Are you the one that's flipping the middle finger? Or are you the one that's responding when somebody else flips the middle finger? Are you being that leader? Are you being that inspirer, that influencer? Or are you filling your head with good stuff? Maybe you flip on a podcast and listen to somebody that you want to learn from. Maybe you're taking the time to actually connect with the people in the car. Maybe it's a family member. Instead of listening to the radio or tuning out and checking Facebook, which you shouldn't be doing behind the wheel anyway, you stop and have a conversation with them. Oh, my God. Novel idea. My point is this. This three critical questions will push you and challenge you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. But it's not about following your bliss. It's not about following your purpose. It's about following your vision. And if you don't yet have a vision, don't panic. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how new you are. Whether you're brand new at this or you've been around the block 18 million times. The fact of the matter is right here, right now is the time to either get clear on your vision, reintroduce yourself to your vision, or get connected to it and go after it like a mad dog. You got it within you, my friends. Remember to ask yourself the question, what is it you want? You, not somebody else. What is it you want? Number two, 
Who must you be in order to achieve that? And number three is what you're doing right now currently pushing you toward that place. If the answer to any of those questions isn't lining up with where you want to be, don't panic, don't freak. Stop, back up, and ask yourself, what must you do, and get back on the path. It's that simple. But stop listening to the dime store advice from all the wannabe gurus. Don't follow your bliss. Don't follow your passion. Follow your vision. All right, my friends, I got a jam. Have an amazing Tuesday. Get yourself out there. Kick some ass. Take some names. Be awesome. Go out there and do your thing, all right? And remember to join us here each and every single Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have another amazing leader out here tomorrow. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you guys soon.